Welcome to the Keisha Wright Show, a weekly faith-based podcast for sisters, where we talk about everything concerning women. You name it, we'll cover it. There's no issue or topic off limits to God. And on this podcast, we'll expand the conversations. I'm your host and humble servant, Keisha Wright, licensed mental health therapist in the state of Maryland and transformation coach. As a therapist, it is my responsibility to advise you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for services from your very own mental health professional. Hello, 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 beautiful people. It's me, your sister and humble servant, Keisha Wright. And as I always do, I want to start this episode by extending a heartfelt thank you and expressing genuine appreciation for you tuning in and supporting my show. My numbers are going up. My listeners are increasing. I appreciate the reviews and I appreciate you sharing and getting the word out about my podcast. So as I did last week and and as I will probably do in every episode, I want to start by just asking you how you are doing today. Have you checked in with yourself yet since last week? How are you doing? What's going on with you? There are two things that I want you to specifically think about while you are evaluating how you're doing today. I want you to think about how you're eating and how are you sleeping? Do you have an appetite? If you don't have an appetite to eat, that could indicate something. I don't know. It could be, it could be something going on that is robbing you of your appetite. So if you do not have an appetite, look into that. And if you do have an appetite, what are you eating? Are you being careful to eat healthy? Are you being careful to eat healthy? So that's number one. The other thing I want you to think about is your sleeping. How are you sleeping? You should aim for at least six to eight hours of unbroken rest. If you're having trouble with your sleep patterns, I encourage you to do a a Google search on sleep hygiene. It gives you some very practical things that you can do to create a, a more routine sleep pattern. I want you to know that sleep deprivation is not good and it can impact your physical and mental health adversely. So you have to get sleep. So as you think about how you're doing, as you do your self check-in, I want you to consider your eating and your sleeping as both of those things are very important to optimal health. Okay. So, um, moving right along, let's see where we're going today. Um, so let me just do a quick review, a recap of previous episodes. So far, I'm on my fifth episode today and I'm excited about that. So on the first episode, we talked about mental health versus mental illness. And I encourage you to take care of your mental health and to take care of yourself if you have been diagnosed with a mental illness. There is no shame in that. So take care of your mental. The second episode, we talked about being our authentic selves. And what I did was I just identified some Christian attributes by which I assess myself and my authenticity. So I'm encouraging you to do the same for yourself. What are you measuring yourself against when you think about being authentic? 
The third episode, we talked about age is not a factor. You know, my target audience um, is women in their uh, mid, late 40s, 50s, 60s and above. And I'm here to tell you, ladies, age is not a factor with us. We are great. We still have a lot of greatness in us. We have things to do. So I'm encouraging you to not allow age to be a factor. Episode four, which was last week, I talked about self-acceptance and um, I encouraged us and I provided scripture and everything. I encouraged us to allow the Lord to search us. Well, look, it's happening whether we allow it or not as Christians, the Lord is searching us. But after he searches us or knowing that he searches us, you have to spend time with him so that he can reveal you to you. And once he reveals you to you, I am strongly encouraging you to accept his revelation to you about you as truth and do whatever you need to do to improve upon some of the things that he may show you some areas of your life. So having um, said all of that and giving you a quick, a quick recap, I'm going to go right into what I'm going to be talking about today. And that is the topic is, is busyness your distraction? And I am not talking about business as in B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. I am talking about busyness, B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S. Is busyness your distraction? Are there things that you are supposed to be doing that are not getting done because we are just too busy? You know, as strong women, you know, which is, which is what we are, we are strong women and we're holding it down and we are doing a lot of different things, a lot of wonderful things. We have a lot going on. We're mothers, wives, sisters, aunties, sister friends, employers, which means, you know, I'm saying we're entrepreneurs, we're employees. Some of us have more than one job. We're church members who serve on multiple ministries. We're sorority sisters serving our community. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So how is it that we do all of this and not get distracted from something? I don't know. I don't know what your what you may be being distracted from. But as I was writing this, I saw a whole lot of things that have been neglected because of all of my busyness. And so my question is, what is it that you're supposed to be doing that you have not been able to focus on because you are just too busy? Is your business or all of your responsibilities, is it stopping you from focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on? So let me define busyness. It's a very simple definition and I got it. I Googled it um, and I like this one. It says a state or condition of having a great deal to do. Oh my God. Every sister's face could be right beside this, this definition in the dictionary. They could have my face, your face, your sister's face, your mother's face, you know, if they wanted to put a face with this definition, a state or condition of having a great deal to do. I mean, if that is you and you can relate to this, raise your hand. Okay. So my hand is raised. You know, I, I mean, it is just so much to do, but I want you to consider like really, really, really think about it. Exactly why are you so 
busy. Why? Is it really necessary to be as busy as you are? And what is all of this busyness doing to your quality of life? I want you to consider that. And so, you know, I know we're still just getting to know each other, um, but I'm going to let you in on something about me. I love to read. I love to read. And so I'm going to refer to an article that I read some time ago, and I just think it's perfect for um, this particular episode. So the article I'm going to share with you today, it is written by um, Kyle Kowalski. And the title of this particular article is Business, B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S 101. Why are we so busy in modern life? Why are we so busy in modern life? And it's written by Kyle Kowalski. I encourage you to Google this article. It's a three-part series and you really should read all of it. It, it, it gives you things to think about. So the first one, um, Business 101, I just gave you that title. And then there's Business 201, um, the history of work and business in American, uh, in America. And then there's business, business 301, which is the future of business work and leisure. So I took seven hypotheses that Mr. Kowalski mentioned in his first, um, article. And I want to present these things to you as reasons why we may be so busy. And I just want you to do what I always ask you to do just evaluate yourself and own what's yours. And if some adjust adjustments need to be made, let's make the, the necessary adjustments. Because look, we have things that we need to do. There are people out here that God has assigned to us to do certain things for them. And if we are not in place doing what we're supposed to do, People will, people will not get what they're supposed to get from us. And I'm not talking about from a drain perspective. All of us have a call. All of us have a call. God has an assignment for all of us. And some of us are missing our assignment because of all of this busyness. So I'm going to name, I'm going to talk about these seven things that Mr. Kowalski um, proposed as reasons why. And I want you to evaluate yourself. Okay, so number one, busyness for some of us is a badge of honor and trendy status symbol. Is your busyness a badge of honor or a trendy status symbol? Are, are you, do you feel glorified because you're so busy? We, some of us, were in, I'm still on this first one. Mr. Kowalski says is, um, to show our importance, our value, or our self-worth in our fast-paced society, we stay busy. D does this resonate with you? Are you busy because it's a badge of honor? Like we really take pride in talking about all that we have to do. That's number one. Number two, busyness as job security. Busyness is an outward sign of productivity and company loyalty. You know, in, in today's society, you know, we busyness says something to 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 our employers. It says that we're working. So we're at work from sunup to sundown. You know, is, is that you? Are you always at work? And is this business at work? Is it because you're trying to show that you're being so productive or that you're you're loyal to the company? You know, you can you can still be loyal 
and, and, and set boundaries in the workplace. Um, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So, so that's the second one business busyness as a job, as job security. The third thing that he introduces is busyness as FOMO F O M O, which stands for fear of missing out. Are you busy because you, you just don't want to miss anything. You have to be, you know, every time something is going on, you have to be there. You know, spending used to be buying things. We used to want to have it all. Now spending is experiencing things. We want to do it all. We want to spend all of our time doing something, packing our calendars with something because we have to be busy. It does something for us. So as I'm reading these, these seven things, I want you to evaluate what being busy is really doing for you. It's doing something for you. And I want you to think about what it is. Number four, busyness as a product of the digital age, 24 seven connection. That's the culture that we're living in. And, and unfortunately it's blurring the line between life and work, promoting this whole multitasking thing and never turning it off. And I'm so glad that Mr. Kowalski mentioned this multitasking. It caused me to pull out my book by, um, I told you I like to read, by Dr. Caroline, um, Caroline Leaf. And the, the title of this book is um, Switching, Switch on Your Brain. And in this particular um, book, in chapter six, she talks about multitasking. And she is an expert in the area of cognitive neuroscience. And she talks about multitasking. And she says that multitasking, um, it, it leads to hurry sickness and obsessive time man management. She says that multitasking is not good. I can't go into all of what she says. I have the book here, but that's another good read. The name of the book is Switch on Your Brain, Chapter 6. By Caroline Leaf, she go, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she goes into multitasking. Listen, multitasking, it's not, it's, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. In fact, Dr. Leaf, you know, she proposes that it, it causes us to have some mental problems because we're doing too much. Before we can deeply think through one thing, we're bouncing to the next and it, impa it impacts us mentally. So check that book out. Um, so that's number four. Number five, busyness as a time fill filler. A lot of us, we, we use busyness to fill our time. Like why, why do you always have to have something to do? What's really going on with you? What are you running from? Are you running from your thoughts? Is something going on in your thought life that, that if you, if you, if you slow down and and um, have some quiet time? Is it something that you just don't want to deal with? Like, why are you using busyness as a time filler? Number six, busyness as necessity. And I really do understand this. What it says is that um, working multiple jobs to make ends meet while also caring for children at home and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For some of us, you know, it feels like busyness. It's just not a choice. I have to do what I have to do because I have to do it. But I still want you to evaluate, like figure out why you are so busy. And the last thing 
busyness as escapism. Wow. For some of us, we, we may be trying to escape something. I mentioned in um, number five, business as a time filler, um, business as escapism. Like, are we trying to escape some emotional pain? Like, what are we trying to escape? And busyness allows us to escape it. So those are, are the seven things that um, he introduces in his article. And I really, really, really want you to consider them you know, take some notes if you listen to this podcast at a later time and add to it or, you know, include some things about you that um, you are aware of that may be a cause for you always wanting or needing to be busy. So I want to go to listen. I, I just honestly feel like God has something better for us than for us to be running around all the time like chickens with our necks cut off. Doing, 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 doing. There has to be some time for you to slow down, for you to rest, for you to think. We have to build that into our lives, having some downtime. Like I know for me, I, you know, downtime for me is, is precious. If I am not intentional about doing it, I don't have any of it. I'm doing better now, but it was literally killing me. I was all over the place, all over the place. And I am more aware of it now. And, and, you know, and in thinking about it and reflecting a little more, I can see why I can see myself in some of the seven things that um, I mentioned, you know, busyness as a necessity is one for me. Busyness as escapism is another. You know, and so we have to be honest with ourselves about why we are so busy and try to develop a strategy to just slow down. So as I always do, I don't have a lot of scripture today, but I, I always have to show you something in the scripture that talks about the topic that um, I'm discussing on each episode. So today I want you to, as I get ready to go into this scripture, and I'll give you some things to consider um, to this question, I want you to consider why you are so busy and what is your busyness robbing you of? So the first question in the earlier part was, why, why are you so busy? And I gave you seven things to consider. Now I want you to consider what is your busyness robbing you of? And so let's look at Mary and Martha. And this is a very familiar scripture. Um, and it can be found in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV. And it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mar Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. You hear that word? Martha was distracted. I think in the King James Version, it says cumbered. Martha was distracted or cumbered by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked. She came to Jesus and she asked, Lord, and she was upset, ladies, she was, I mean, I, I wish I could say something else, but she was not happy. 
She was not happy. She was PO'd. You guys know what that stands for. I mean, I can imagine that, you know, that she may have just been looking at Jesus like, you know, like, Lord, like, what's up with this? Don't you even care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Lord, why don't you tell her to help me? Okay, I'm improvising. I'm adding my little slang to it. So I want to do that again. That felt real good. I got my hand on my hip. I want you to, to, to visualize me. My hand is on my hip. My head is bobbing a little bit. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And so the Lord looks at Martha and says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Wow. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. So what that said to me, it kind of made me think of triggers. You know how sometimes we, 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 um, we address an issue and, our response or the way we address it is more, it, it, we do more than what it really calls for. Like, it's kind of like, where did all of that come from? It's because we're upset about many things. Just like the Lord said in this scripture, we're upset about many things. And one thing happens and we blow up. Why was Martha so upset? The Lord said, because she's worried and upset about many things. And he goes on to say, but few things are needed. Like you're worried about all of this. You're trying to get all of this done. And it's not even really like you don't really need to be doing it. He says, indeed, only one. But one thing he was clear on, he said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So sisters, I want you to think about, have you chosen in all of your busyness? Have you chosen what is better? And how do we measure that? You know, for me, it's always going to go back to the word of God, like spending that time with him, choosing what is better. How will you know? It's through seeking him. It's asking him, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? And listening to what he says. I guarantee you, if you ask God and he tells you, it's going to be a lot of things eliminated. So let's, you know, are you choosing what is better is my question. Are you choosing what is better? So Martha was so concerned or distracted by taking care of everything that she missed an opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus. Like, you know, have you guys ever been so busy that when you look back on something, you say, wow, I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that, but I wasn't able to do it because I was so busy doing this. Like Martha had the opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus. And rather than take advantage of that opportunity, she was caught up or distracted with her busyness. So I'm, I'm telling you like, that was like a wow moment for me. Like Keisha, what have you missed out on? Because you are so busy. Is it really that serious? Some of us are so busy that we're missing out on opportunities. We're not focused on what we've been called to do. And greater than that, 
We're missing out on our connectivity to God because we are so busy. So we have to deal with this thing with busyness. So I want to give you a few things that we forfeit. A few things that busyness rob us of. Number one, when we are too busy, we exchange quality for quantity. We're getting a lot of things done, but it's not a quality product. You know, we, we're, we're, we're running all over the place. And so we're, we're, we exchange quality for quantity when we're too busy. Number two, we have mental overload, forgetfulness. I am telling you, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Sometimes, you know, I, I can make up my mind that I'm going to do this and then I'll get distracted and I'll forget what it is that I set out to do. That's mental overload on my part. Lack of focus under mental overload, forgetfulness, lack of fo- focus, incomplete projects. And then for some of us, it's gone as far as now we have diagnosis of adult ADHD. And so as a mental health therapist, I have a lot of respect for that diagnosis. So this, this, you know, there is no humor in what I'm about to say. But for some of us, we are exemplifying symptoms of adult ADHD and, and, and it may not be that. And I say it may not because I'm not, you know, I'm not your clinician. I don't know, you know, what really is going on with you. So please do not take what I'm saying as an out from your diagnosis and your, your um, treatment plan and all of that kind of stuff. What I am saying, however, is that a lot of us are, we, we, we may not, we may not have ADHD. It could just be that we are just way too busy. We're overwhelmed. Our minds can't keep up. We're forgetful. Our focus is off. We can't finish our projects because we have so much going on. That's a choice for some of us. So just as, as um, God said about Mary, Mary has chosen what is better. We have to choose what is better. We have to choose to cut some of this stuff off because we're having mental overload. So number one, we exchange quality for quantity. Number two, we have mental overload. Number three, when we are, when we have a lot of busyness, it impacts our emotional health. We have increased anxiety, worried about so much stuff, worrying about dropping balls and things slipping through the cracks. We have additional stress. And then sometimes the anxiety and the stress brings on depression. It's a lot. It's a snowball effect. And all of it, some of it, all of it for some of us stems from just being too busy. It impacts our physical health. We have headaches because of the anxiety and the worry. You know, our bodies are tense. We're wondering why we have knots all up in our shoulders and in our backs. It's the muscle tension. We're doing too much. We're sleep deprived. I talked about that in my introduction. We're, we're feeling fatigued. We have inflammation in our body. Our immune system, we're getting sick. Our immune system is not as strong as it used to be because we're just too busy. 
We're not taking care of ourselves. We're not eating right. We're not sleeping right. You know, when you're asleep, that's when your body replenishes itself. If you're not resting, your body is not having time. Your organs, they're not having time to recover from the work that they, the day's work that they've put in, right? Like this is some serious stuff. We're too, we're way too busy under the physical health. We have digestion issues for, for those of us, you know, um, it impacts our sex drive. You know, it, it, it could call, it could, it could impact our cardiovascular system, being too busy, stress, overwhelm. I really want you to think about what, what I'm saying. Number five, our priorities are out of order. We're so busy that we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're doing so many other things that really don't matter. And I'm not even saying that they're bad things. The things that you're doing, they may be great, but is it what you're supposed to be doing right now at this time in your life? Have you consulted God? Are you missing out on doing some other things because your priorities are off? Martha's priority should have been at that time to sit at Jesus's feet. She was in the room with Jesus. And was concerned about stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. And then got mad because she was overwhelmed. Got mad because I, I, I just could assume, I just can see Mary sitting at his feet chilling in a peaceful place. And she took a look, she took a look at, at her sister and was upset. You know, so are our priorities out of line because we're just way too busy? Number six, for some of us, we, we can't get to the root of what's going on with us. The healing process and our hearts and our souls can't take place because we use our busyness to cover it up, right? That's something else that busyness robs us of. It robs us of the quiet time that we need. The time that we need to spend with ourselves and with the Lord or in therapy, whatever it is that we need to do to heal our hearts and souls, we can't get it done because our busyness is covering some things up. It doesn't allow us to, to go into those places to deal with some of the things that we really need to deal with. And another, the last thing, number seven, busyness can ruin our joy. I mean, it's difficult to have joy when you are stressed out all of the time because of all of the things that you have taken on to your plate. So, you know, this whole thing with busyness, we, we have to be very careful because we live in a world that celebrates productivity and we all want to be productive, but are we being too productive? Are we doing too much? Y'all know how we say it when we talking to our home girls, like you doing too much. Girl, you're doing too much. Like that is a very real statement. Some of us are doing too much. Slow down. We live in a world that celebrates productivity. We live in a world that celebrates multitasking. I talked to you about that whole multitasking thing, and I want you to, to, to do some research on it. Dr. Leaf calls it milkshake multitasking. Like you're shaking your brain up. All day, every day, jumping from one thing to the next. 
I'm telling you, I have to own that, honey. I gotta, I gotta own that one. Sometimes this brain of mine, it, this mind, it does not get any rest because I'm jumping from this thing to that thing to this thing. And then I'll notice that I didn't finish this. Why? Because I didn't jump to, so you got all these projects and nothing is complete. You can't even get a, 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 a thought out. We are meant to be deep thinkers. We're meant to, to finish our thoughts. And we can't even do that because our minds are jumping all over the place like this, this, and it's so subtle. We don't even realize it because what we think we're doing, we think we're doing what we have to do. But for some of us, it's, it's killing us in certain areas of our lives. It's killing our relationships being so busy. It's impacting our marriages. We don't have time for our spouses. We don't have time for our children. We don't have, we don't put the time into these very precious relationships because we are so busy. What is busyness killing in your life? Give it some thought. Give it some thought, sisters. So as I begin to wrap this up, you know, I want to give you some, some steps to overcome busyness. And again, this was taken from these steps were taken from another article that I read by Jennifer Garum. And the title of the article is real simple. It says how to stop being so busy all the time. And she lists seven things that I couldn't have come up with a better list. And these are all things that I have said in, in sessions with my clients. Number one, start small. For some of us, busyness is an addiction. It's what we're used to. And so stopping it, like just stopping it could be difficult. Some people may be able to do it, but for others of us, we have to ease into it. So just start cutting out, you know, a, a, a little bit at a time. And, and I'm telling you, don't, don't do everything by yourself. Seek the Lord. If you know that you are doing too much, ask God, ask him. Ask them, start small, start eliminating some of the things, taking some things off your plate, introduce moments of calm. That's number two. You know, you, you got to take time for calmness, calmness of mind. Wow. I'm pausing because it's very quiet in my room right now. Calmness of mind, calmness of spirit. You have to introduce moments of calmness into your life several times a day. Listen, these are some strategies for overcoming busyness. So we're going to start small. We're going to introduce moments of calmness into our lives. We're going to rethink our to-do list. Some of us have 80 things on our to-do list. Like that's too much. Let me tell you something, sisters, you are not meant to be all things to all people. I'm telling you, girl, stop, stop it. Stop doing it to yourself. You cannot keep up this schedule. It's killing you. Stop. Just stop. So rethink your to-do list. And while you're rethinking your to-do list, rethink some of the people. Because a lot of our stuff is not even stuff that we have to do for, for us. 
We carrying other people's stuff. And am I saying don't do things for people? I am absolutely not saying that, but you cannot keep doing all of this to your detriment. For some of us, we are enablers. We're doing things for people that could really do them for themselves. Stop it, sisters. I say it again. You cannot be everything to everybody. Okay, so we're going to rethink our to do list. We're going to set some parameters around our workday. Now, this is something that I have to do because as a therapist and I'm so I'm on a solo flight right now, I'm a one man show in my practice. So after I see my clients, you know, the life of a therapist is not easy. You got to do your treatment plans. You got to make sure that the insurance is in place. You have to do your notes. You know, you have to, you know, sometimes talk to um, colleagues, to the patient psychiatrist. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm not complaining. I am just saying I have to know when to cut it off because really I could realistically always have something to do in my small practice. But I have to know when to stop. So I'm saying to you, sisters, I know that you love your job or you may not love it. What I am saying is set some parameters around your workday. Even during the course of a workday, are you taking your lunch or are you just working right through your lunch? Are you taking your 15 minute break or are you just working right through it? Or do you spend your, your, your lunch hour paying your bills? Like I'm telling you, downtime, slow down. So start small, introduce moments of calm, rethink your to-do list, set parameters around your workday, schedule your downtime. You have to be intentional. That's number five, schedule your downtime. Bake your downtime into your schedule and don't compromise on it. If it's not a life or death situation, if your downtime is when you get home from the, between six and seven, then that's your downtime. Don't compromise on it. That is your time. If your time is after you put the kids down or the grandkids down, if you, you know, if you're on that, that, that kind of time where you're raising your grandkids, if your time is between nine and 10 every night or eight and nine, that is your time. Organize the schedule of your home a little better. So that you can have your downtime. Number six, let some things go. Remember all of these steps. If you want to go and read the whole article, it's a very good article. How to overcome busyness by Jennifer Graham. I just got it off. I Googled it in my reading time. So number six, let some things go. Let it go. You can't do it all. Let some things go. Ooh, number seven, say no. Just say no. And when I'm in session, I tell some of my clients, like this is the biggest little word that some of us can learn. And what I do, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just being truthful. I have some clients where I have to put them on what I call a yes fast. They like, Keisha, what is a yes fast? It's like, just like fasting food. You're not going to eat certain things. I'm putting you on a fast where you just from saying yes. You can't say yes to anything. And if your friends and family get upset, tell them that your therapist did this. Just don't tell them my name and my phone number because they, you know, sometimes husbands and children and friends, they get really upset 
when my clients start telling them no. Like, no, I can't do it. And I'm telling you, when I tell some of my clients that they have to start saying no, and I put them on this yes fast, and I start like, okay, for 90 days, they're like, no, 90 days, that's too much. 60 days. I can't do 60 days because they're worried about how this is going to impact everybody else. So then we get down to 30 days and they say, okay, I'll try 30 days. So I'm telling you, this is a big thing. It sounds like it's something, you know, real simple. But for some of us saying no is really hard. The eighth thing, realize the importance of slowing down. Evaluate it, sisters. So these are some very good things. Start small, introduce moments of calm, rethink your to-do list, set parameters around your workday, schedule your downtime, let some things go, say no, and realize the importance of slowing down. That's what's in Jennifer Garam's article. I am adding a ninth thing, a ninth thing. Um, increase your time with the Lord for clarity on what you should be doing. Okay. Increase your time with the Lord. You got to be Mary. You have to be Mary, honey. You got to be Mary. Sit at the Lord's feet. Don't be Martha. And if there is a Martha in your life that is trying to pull you away from your time at the Lord's feet and she gets upset, you know, just smile at her and stay right where you are. So we need to increase our time with the Lord for clarity on what we should be doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up now and I just want to close with a brief prayer. Lord, help us with our busyness. Calm our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. And Father, help us to focus on what we should be focusing on. Help us, Lord, to let some things go. Help us, Lord, to learn how to say no. And most importantly, Lord, Help us to make time for you and with you so that we can hear clearly what it is that we are supposed to be doing. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. So as I do at the end of each episode, I am inviting you to visit my website, um, which is in the show notes. I invite you to shoot me an email to share your thoughts about this episode or other episodes. And if you want to stay up to date on what's going on on the show, please subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to rate and review me in the app as this helps spread the word and grow my listenership. Share my podcast with everyone in your world that you think will benefit from this timely content. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in and I look forward to sharing with you next week. Until then, peace and love.